Good evening, everyone. To open our meeting tonight, uh, Lil, will you please announce the first hymn? Hymn number 169. Lead, kindly light, amid the encircling gloom. Lead thou me on. The night is dark, and I am far from home. Lead thou me on. Keep thou my feet. I do not ask to see the distant scene. One step enough for me. Hymn number 169.
If you'd like to follow along with the readings tonight, please go to our website, and on the home page, you'll see the link to the live broadcast. Click on that, and then look for the place that says, click here for the text of the Wednesday readings. And you do so, and there you'll find our readings for tonight. And the theme is, God is no respecter of persons, nor of human opinions. I will read from the Bible, Psalms. Teach me thy way, O Lord. I will walk in thy truth. 1 Samuel. For the Lord seeth not as man seeth, for man looketh on the outward appearance, but the Lord looketh on the heart. 2 Corinthians. Do ye look on things after the outward appearance? If any man trust to himself that he is Christ's, let him of himself think this again, that as he is Christ's, even so are we Christ's. But he that glorieth, let him glory in the Lord. For not he that commendeth himself is approved, but whom the Lord commendeth. Acts. There was a certain man in Caesarea called Cornelius, a centurion of the band called the Italian band, a devout man, and one that feared God with all his house, which gave much alms to the people, and prayed to God always. He saw in a vision, evidently about the ninth hour of the day, an angel of God coming in to him, and saying unto him, Cornelius. And when he looked on him, he was afraid, and said, What is it, Lord? And he said unto him, Thy prayers and thine alms are come up for a memorial before God. And now send men to Joppa and call for one Simon, whose surname is Peter. On the morrow, as they went on their journey and drew nigh unto the city, Peter went up upon the housetop to pray about the sixth hour. And he became very hungry and would have eaten, but while they made ready, he fell into a trance and saw heaven opened, wherein were all manner of four-footed beasts of the earth and wild beasts and creeping things and fowls of the air. And there came a voice to him, Rise, Peter, kill and eat. But Peter said, Not so, Lord, for I have never eaten anything that is common or unclean. 
And the voice spake unto him again the second time, What God hath cleansed, that call not thou common. While Peter thought on the vision, the Spirit said unto him, Behold, three men seek thee. Arise, therefore, and get thee down, and go with them, doubting nothing, for I have sent them. Then Peter went down to the men, and he said unto them, Ye know how that it is an unlawful thing for a man that is a Jew to keep company or come unto one of another nation. But God hath showed me that I should not call any man common or unclean. Peter opened his mouth and said, Of a truth I perceive that God is no respecter of persons, but in every nation he that feareth him and worketh righteousness is accepted with him. First Corinthians, but by the grace of God, I am what I am. And his grace, which was bestowed upon me, was not in vain. First John, little children, let no man deceive you. He that doeth righteousness is righteous even as he is righteous. Whosoever is born of God doth not commit sin, for his seed remaineth in him, and he cannot sin, because he is born of God. We know that we have passed from death unto life, because we love the brethren. He that loveth not his brother abideth in death. My little children, let us not love in word, neither in tongue, but in deed and in truth. And this is his commandment, that we should believe on the name of his Son, Jesus Christ, and love one another, as he gave us commandment. The correlative reading is from Science and Health with Key to the Scriptures and from Prose Works, both by Mary Baker Eddy. Science makes no concessions to persons or opinions. One must abide in the morale of truth, or he cannot demonstrate the divine principle. Controlled by the divine intelligence, man is harmonious and eternal. The secret of Christian science in right thinking and acting 
is open to mankind, but few comparatively see it, or seeing it, shut their eyes and wait for a more convenient season, or, as of old, cry out, Why art thou come hither to torment me before the time? Strong desires bias human judgment and misguide action, else they uplift them. But the reformer continues his lightning, thunder, and sunshine till the mental atmosphere is clear. The reformer must be a hero at all points, and he must have conquered himself before he can conquer others. Sincerity is more successful than genius or talent. Certain elements in human nature would undermine the civic, social, and religious rights and laws of nations and peoples, striking at liberty, human rights, and self-government, and this too in the name of God, justice, and humanity? These elements assail even the new old doctrines of the prophets and of Jesus and his disciples. History shows that error repeats itself until it is exterminated. Surely the wisdom of our forefathers is not added but subtracted from whatever sways the scepter of self and pelf over individuals, weak provinces, or peoples. Here, our hope anchors in God, who reigns, and justice and judgment are the habitation of his throne forever. Mistaken views ought to be dissolving views, since whatever is false should disappear. To suppose that human love, guided by the divine principle, which is love, is partial, unmerciful, or unjust, indicates misapprehension of the divine principle and its workings in the human heart. When will the world cease to judge of causes from a personal sense of things, conjectural and misapprehensive? When thought dwells in God, and it should not to our consciousness dwell elsewhere, one must benefit those who hold a place in one's memory, whether it be friend or foe, and each share the benefit of that radiation. This individual blessedness and blessing comes not so much from individual 
as from universal love. It emits light because it reflects. And all who are receptive share this equally. Mistaken or transient views are human. They are not governed by the principle of divine science. But the notion that a mind governed by principle can be forced into personal channels, affinities, self-interests, or obligations is a grave mistake. It dims the true sense of God's reflection and darkens the understanding that demonstrates above personal motives, unworthy aims, and ambitions. I desire the equal growth and prosperity of all Christian scientists and the world in general. Each and every one has equal opportunity to be benefited by my thoughts and writings. If any are not partakers thereof, this is not my fault and is far from my desire. I would part with a blessing myself to bestow it upon others, but could not deprive them of it. False views, however engendered relative to the true and unswerving course of a Christian scientist, will at length dissolve into thin air. The dew of heaven will fall gently on the hearts and lives of all who are found worthy to suffer for righteousness and have taught the truth, which is energizing, refreshing, and consecrating mankind. To station justice and gratitude as sentinels along the lines of thought would aid the solution of this problem and counteract the influence of envious minds or the misguided individual who keeps not watch over his emotions and conclusions. You must feel and know that God alone governs man, that his government is harmonious, that he is too pure to behold iniquity and divides his power with nothing evil or material, that material laws are only human beliefs which govern mortals wrongfully. These beliefs arise from the subjective states of thought producing the beliefs of a mortal material universe so-called, and of material disease and mortality. You must learn to acknowledge God in all His ways. It is only a lack of understanding of the allness of God which leads you to believe in the existence of matter or that matter can frame its own conditions contrary to the law of spirit. The ways of Christianity have not changed. 
meekness, selflessness, and love are the paths of his testimony and the footsteps of his flock. We will now have a moment of silent prayer and then follow by repeating together the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debts and lead us not into temptation but deliver us from evil for thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory Carol, will you please announce the next hymn? Hymn number 217. Oh, he whom Jesus loved has truly spoken, that holier worship which God deigns to bless, restores the lost and heals the spirit broken and feeds the widow and the fatherless. Hymn number 217.
Good evening and welcome to the Plainfield Christian Science Church Independent. This is our weekly Wednesday evening testimony meeting for Wednesday, September 7th, 2022. Everyone is welcome here. At all of our uh, meetings and services, we read from the Bible and from the writings of Mary Baker Eddy. We have quite a wonderful outreach from our church, much of which is, comes from our various websites, several of which are in various foreign, foreign languages. And as a result, the Word of God is reaching people across the world. And indeed, people all over the world have found our church. We're thankful for each and every one of you who have done so. I would like to encourage everyone to look through our websites, browse through them. We have a lot of material that we're offering. It's all healing, inspiring material. And it all comes free of charge. We do not charge to sign up or to download or anything. Freely we have been given and freely we give back. And we're thankful that God's work is being done here and that his word is going out to hearts that are hungering to hear it and to be blessed by it. I'd like to... Uh, point out one article that we're now featuring on our English website. It's entitled, Discouragement Outlawed. It was written by Reverend G.A. Kratzer. And discouragement, it tries us all. But it is not legitimate. And Mr. Kratzer takes care of it very well. And I highly recommend reading this article. Uh, join us every Sunday. We start Sundays here at 10 o'clock in the morning with our roundtable discussion. We follow that with our church service at 11 o'clock. We also offer a Sunday school for children, which meets every Sunday morning at 11 a.m. This Sunday school goes out by a teleconference feature that we're offering. Many of the students do use this feature and call in and attend our Sunday school. And what that means is that your child also can attend our Sunday school by telephone, regardless of where you live. Call up the church, we'll give you the number for the Sunday school, and we would love to welcome your child there. And one more announcement before we go on. Remember on Saturday, September 17th, we're gonna have a Bible study at 10 o'clock in the morning. I just heard from the Bible study committee that the questions are now on the website. So mark your calendar, the 17th of September, 10 o'clock in the morning, Bible study. I will now read from the church manual by Mary Baker Eddy, the section entitled Testimonials. Glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's, St. Paul. Testimony in regard to the healing of the sick is highly important. More than a mere rehearsal of blessings, it scales the pinnacle of praise and illustrates the demonstration of Christ, who healeth all thy diseases. 
This testimony, however, shall not include a description of symptoms or of suffering, though the generic name of the disease may be indicated. Now, for everyone that gives a testimony tonight, we kindly ask that you keep it within four minutes. This will give everybody else the opportunity to share their offering tonight. And for those who run the teleconference, when you're ready to give a testimony, please press the star button twice on your telephone. But remember, when you do so, we're going to be able to hear you and as well as any other sounds your telephone picks up. So please be in a quiet place. And I will call on each of you one at a time by name. Our meeting tonight is now open for sharing testimonies of healing through Christian science. Candy from Wisconsin, go ahead. Good evening, everyone, and Bruce, thank you for those very needed readings. During the last few months, I have seen God at work in many, many ways. In May, my husband fell and broke his hip. I called my practitioner to support me during this trial. What I encountered was remarkable, especially since it was during the time of the nameless nothing. The time to perform the necessary operation became available on the day my husband entered the hospital. When I was told he was to be released for rehab, they could not find a bed for him at any rehabilitation center. After talking to my practitioner, I was informed that he would be going to the facility that was my first choice and closest to home. A few days later, he was put back in the hospital, and when released, his bed at the rehab had been filled by another. The only bed that could be found was an hour from our home. When I entered that facility, I was appalled. As my son said, Dad went from the Ritz-Carlton to a very shabby but clean Motel 6. Since it was Saturday and nothing could be done, but the, fam the family thought that on Monday we would try and move my husband. But during the visit with my husband that Saturday, I noticed his room had windows that opened and let in fresh air. It also looked out on a small garden where birds and insects gathered. In the center of this care facility was a beautiful garden, and it was easily accessible by the patients. Although not shiny, there was a great care that exuded from the staff for the welfare of their patients. Every effort that my husband made to recuperate was greatly encouraged. When I left that day, I knew God had put him there. Before he was released, he went around to the staff to thank them for the wonderful loving care he had received, and it was obvious this was not routinely done. Mrs. Eddy says in the article on place, the place you seek is seeking you. The place you need needs you. This was definitely the case in every step of this journey. Thank you to my practitioner for all the work and guidance she gave to me during this time. Also, a special thanks to the church for all that was and is being done to ensure we have a wonderful, user-friendly, 24-7 reading room. Good night, all. Thank you. Linda. Thank you very much for the readings tonight. 
It is such a blessing to be learning Mary Baker Eddy's pure Christian science here at Plainfield Independent Church and how to live it practically in everyday life. It has brought a peace that I never thought possible before coming here as I learned to align my thinking and actions with God's precepts and get my personal self out of the way. Tonight I want to express my gratitude for help I received with the difficult problem a couple of years ago. I was facing what felt like an overwhelming challenge that I didn't know my way out of and felt very unable to do the tasks needed to progress forward. I was quite afraid and intimidated with the process. I wanted to shrink away and run from the situation. One individual at the church, in hearing my response, rose up and spoke strongly. Although I don't remember the exact words, the spirit was that I was not to let the wrong rule the right. It was delivered with the spirit of Christ and confidence in God's, God's sovereignty. It is what I needed to turn around and face the problem head on. It was not always easy, but never again did I ever consider turning back from completing the steps needed to be free from the situation. During this time, my practitioner gave me continued instruction and support, and all along the way, uh, needs were met. She gave me one of these uh, quotes that I held to through the whole time by Mary Baker Eddy from the Divinity Course in General Collectania, and that's also the, called the Blue Book on page 139, to hold and practice. It says, quote, Do we not all understand cowardice never conquers? To get rid of temptation of any sort or to get out of a difficulty, we are not passive and let the wrong rule the right, but we struggle and thus conquer. We should not avoid the things that hurt us, but repeat them and meet them as their superior. Disease is a coward that leaves you when you are not afraid of it." End quote. And during this time, through her help, I had God given answers and strength, intelligence expressed, courage, joy, and many other qualities to proceed and go forward and not let the wrong rule the right. Each step, all needs were met, and I'm very grateful for the individuals God put in my path along the way. It was definitely a strong lesson that God is a very present help in trouble and gives us practical answers, just as the promises tell us in the 23rd and 91st Psalm. I am so grateful to our great God, to Christ Jesus' teaching and Mary Baker Eddy's writings and this church. Thank you. Thank you. Now, this is Bruce, and uh, you probably have noticed that in our lesson it has this reference from uh, the 23rd Psalm that says, Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I had an example of that today I wanted to share. I was scheduled to receive a delivery, and the delivery company had let me know sometime earlier that how big this was and how heavy it was and that it was my responsibility to find a way to get it out of the truck and onto the ground. So 
it gave me pause for thought, and I was exploring and examining all the possibilities, how we're going to get this thing out of here. And I thought I came to church prepared for what I should do. But uh, the delivery uh, truck arrived today, and the driver, I got to tell you, he was an angel. This gentleman was the kindest, most helpful, so pleasant to be with and everything. So we both climbed in the back of the truck, and he says, oh, don't worry about this. Let's just pick this thing up and be, be on with it. And we did. And in a matter of three minutes, it was out of the truck and on the ground. God's got such a good plan. You know, all of my plans, I thought I was going to, what am I going to say? They were my plans. <laughs> they weren't God's plans. <laughs> the God plan prevailed, and it humbled me, but it also put a smile on my face, and it also warmed my heart. And I thank the gentleman, because he was definitely the kindest person that I've ever been. Helped me pick that thing up and put it on the ground. So God is good. Let us never forget it. <laughs> Nancy from New Jersey, go ahead. Good evening. Uh, thank you, Bruce, for the inspiring readings tonight. And I'm also grateful for the beautiful music, the hymns, and testimonies so far. I'm very grateful for all that we are given and taught in the Plainfield Church. And tonight I wanted to give my gratitude for our Christian Science Hymnal. I was thinking today about how often I have turned to the hymnal to pray with Mrs. Eddy's beautiful hymns and other inspiring healing hymns contained in the hymnal. I can remember the feeling of comfort and love I felt as a child, learning the words to and singing Mrs. Eddy's Feed My Sheep and Mother's Evening Prayer, and then as a mother singing them to my children and then to my grandchildren. I found that taking just one verse from a hymn and holding to those words not only lifts my spirits, but it also gives me a sense of peace and strength and protection, and it has brought healing not only to myself, but to others in my life. I wanted to express my gratitude to the Watch writers for including more hymns in the Watch messages recently. I have many favorite verses that I use in my individual watches when praying, and I was so grateful for the additional inspiration that the hymns included in the Unity watches have given me. No matter what the situation or what the circumstances would be, there's always beautiful, inspiring words in our hymns that meet our needs. I'm so grateful to God for this church and for every part of our services, classes, and activities that are all truly God-inspired. I'm so very grateful for the strong support of my practitioner, for Christ Jesus, our way-shower, and for Mary Baker Eddy and her pure Christian science that we're taught in this church. I'm so grateful for the service this evening and for being able to participate in it. Thank you. Thank you. Sharon. I was remembering today when I was new to Christian science in this church, I was a smoker. Before coming here, I had tried to quit many times, but was not successful. I asked the practitioner for prayerful help, 
and she gave me this statement from Science and Health by Mrs. Eddy that said, quote, puffing the obnoxious fumes of tobacco or chewing a leaf naturally attractive to no creature except a loathsome worm is at least disgusting, end quote. That was it. I knew I was not going to smoke anymore. I got off the phone, threw my cigarettes away, and never craved smoking again. When I wanted to quit, I did it. There were no problems, it was the end, because with God, all things are possible. I am grateful for Mrs. Eddy, the Office of Practitioner, and all the readings, healings I have received. And thank you for the beautiful readings. Thank you. Craig. I always love the beautiful music we have here. It's, the words mean so much, and the, the rhythm and the, just the love that it brings forth is fantastic, is healing. Thanks for the readings and the, showing the strong beliefs, how Christian scientists, including myself, we should have strong beliefs and understanding, strong convictions, and, and, and make strong efforts. And we shouldn't be feel that anywhere uh, anything bad about that. It's a good thing. In fact, in this world, we as Christian scientists need to be strong in everything we do. Uh, when you remind me of that, I want to give gratitude for a lesson I learned recently, and it is that that when you feel resistance to something, it just may not be the right thing to do. God, listen to God find out what it is that he really wants to do. I had requested an estimate for some exterior stonework and upgraded sidings and gutters, and I planned to play it equally for the repairs of my wife. But in all discussions, I felt some resistance to it. So I prayed again and realized that there were other low-cost alternatives to this uh, large gutter replacement and realized power washing would mean the siding upgrade would be unnecessary, and realized replacing window shutters would pretty much almost, pretty much make it so I only needed to spend maybe a quarter of what was originally estimated. In the past, I would have bowled my way through the idea and end up dissatisfied that I had overspent. But this was different. I stopped, and I respected the feelings God love gives us what we need, but gives what we need, but wants us to be careful, economical, and uh, or we may seem to lose our supply. I realized, and I had faith that improvements were possible, which I understand from the lesson is the substance of having it done. And prayer showed the right actions to take and what not to take. I thank God for Mary Baker Eddy and the teaching that we're given in this church that <clears throat> helps us to make practical what we learn. And, and uh, just make me feel good, better, and wiser, and, and, and uh, more confident. Thank God for this church. Thank you.
Shardell. Good evening, everyone. In the article place, it also says, by Mrs. Eddy, it also says, there is no human will and planning. God alone outlines and directs." Quote. During these summer months, one grandson graduated and did research about English teaching programs that provided courses for countries overseas, and he chose Thailand. During this process, he failed to respond to an email that was required from the university where he had graduated, and the diploma would now be delayed probably until October to be sent to Thailand. He was told that he could not go to Thailand until his papers were in order. He was very disappointed, but admitted that it was his mistake. My prayer, with the wonderful support of my practitioner, was not for his getting to Thailand, but rather for God's right idea and God's plan and right place for him wherever that meant to be. It was a few weeks later that this grandson called me and said they had changed their mind and that he would be leaving for Thailand in September. The proper documents could be mailed in October. He was very excited and a bit overwhelmed about going so far away. He will be among over 100 people going to Thailand for training and language skills for teaching. I am very thankful for how all this unfolded for this fine young man who is gracious and grateful. Learning how to pray and stay close to God each day has been a tremendous blessing that reaches far beyond my family and church community. Who is so great a God as our God? That's Psalm 77. Thank you. Thank you. Jeremy. I am very grateful for Christian Science to be a member of this church and for all the practitioner support I've received in my time here. My life has changed so much since God brought me to Plainfield. Because of this science, I've learned to see the beauty of God's creation when I look around me. I feel connected to all of it because I know God made everything and he made me. And through his direction, I'm able to be useful each day. And I am actually happy to be alive. For a long time, I was not happy to be alive, but back then I did not know God, and I definitely didn't know God was life. Plainfield has taught me to know what God is, and that has made me very grateful to be alive. So thank you, God. Thank you, Christ Jesus, and Mary Baker Eddy, and thank you, Plainfield. It is wonderful to be here. And now I have a testimony from Imogen in Australia. Good evening. I've been reflecting this week on a wonderful verse from the Bible in Haggai, quote, The silver is mine, and the gold is mine, saith the Lord of hosts. 
End quote. This is the truth. I have found that God's mighty love has lifted me out of poverty whenever it had tried to visit my life. There are many accounts I could share of this truth, but I was thinking about a particular time quite a few years ago. God had blessed me to bring me to a career where I had become very senior in a global company. Humanly, it seemed a demanding or important job, bringing financial success with it. Well, during those years, I made the mistake where I gradually started to forget about where all this success had actually come from. I started to think that it was me who had been successful, that it was me who was doing the work, when of course it was really God. It was God giving me the opportunities and it was God showing me how to do my work. Well, our dear Father was very patient with me in this teaching. I found over time that things started to fail. Opportunities started to be withdrawn and there were troubling periods where I really wasn't certain of how to proceed or how to make a living. It was a difficult lesson, but a very important one that I am so grateful to learn. I learned I had made a mistake to forget the source of that success. I began to see that in this I had been unfaithful to God. Throughout those years, I noticed clearly that as I acknowledged God, well, then he blessed me with wonderful opportunities and safety. I learned I must always remember and be very grateful for life, for love, for protection, to be always grateful for God's beautiful world and all his children that he loves. It is God's silver and God's gold and we have it only so that we may do good, that we may learn to be that light in the world that scripture bids us to be. I am so very grateful to learn this lesson. All is God's glory. And best of all, I learnt that I cannot do a single thing under my own power. It is all God's glory. Christian science is always faithful to God, and I've learned that we simply cannot fail when we are glorifying him. Thank you to our dear leader, Mary Baker Eddy, for these lessons in the divine revelation of Christian science. Thank you to our loving Father, Mother, God, the giver of all. Thank you, dear Christ Jesus, our Master Teacher. And thank you to our pure and holy practitioners at this church for your selfless service in teaching pure Christian science. So much love to you all, dearest Plainfield Independent. Thank you. Florence from Georgia, go ahead. Thank you. 
Thank you, Bruce. I'm so grateful for those beautiful and appropriate readings for such a time as this. I have two testimonies. One is from North Carolina, and he says, I came to Plainfield directly out of the mainstream movement. Even though I had been class taught, I wasn't thinking and acting as one in science must. I was a real mess when I showed up. My family was falling apart. Many people here blessed me and my family with patience and teaching. I discovered an inkling of what real Christian science is. Without that support, I can't imagine where I would be today. However, after five years at this church, I left all organized religion for independent study, and it wasn't until six weeks ago that I decided I must return to Plainfield. And I thank God for this. Tonight, I offer my deepest gratitude to divine love for this entire journey and the much-needed demonstration I witnessed three weeks ago while working with a Plainfield practitioner. My wife and I decided to sell our home in Atlanta. Our daughter would need to find an apartment and get all her things moved out of our house into her new place shortly after the sale, if the sale went through. The buyers attempted several unprincipled attempts to scare us and even bully us into lowering the agreed-upon sale price. The intense anxiety and tension I felt throughout these events drove me to God. The heat of the moment required me to prove my faith in God's love. In hindsight, it was the lack of ease that saved me because it drove me into action. The practitioner was calm in her understanding and reassured me that love manages the timely disposal of events and love was only capable of expressing good to me. The practitioner was never worried or concerned. Instead, she spoke of simple truth and conveyed much kindness and love without long explanations. If this is meant to be, it will be. What is there to worry about? There is peace in knowing this, she would say. Every detail unfolded and fell into place perfectly, and I literally fell to my knees in awe of love's work. Countless details that I will not go into tonight all managed to fit together. Thank you, Father, for helping me strengthen my trust in you and for showing the power of divine love to my 22-year-old daughter. God good exists. I am so grateful I was led back to Plainfield. Thank you to the workers who make these services possible, the online reading room, the round tables, the lesson sermons, and the Christ spirit, which I so needed. And a special thank you to the dear Plainfield practitioner who lifted me up. With love from North Carolina. And I have one testimony from Kenya. It's a short one. We have a tenant who did not follow the conditions of the lease. 
When we reminded them, they became belligerent and had their lawyer write an angry letter to us, which could have led to a drawn-out court case. I really prayed about this. I told our lawyer that we must love our neighbor as ourselves. I also invited the tenant to come over so we could discuss matters. It was amazing how her approach changed. By this time, she had studied the lease. We noticed that they were now following all the conditions of the lease, and even without prompting, she offered to pay for some repairs that were caused by their negligence. I was so grateful that God guides in all circumstances when we turn humbly to him for this guidance. I am so grateful to God, to Christ Jesus, to Mary Baker Eddy, and to the Plainfield Church for your vitality and love shown both in your services and roundtables, but also in our amazing website, much of which is translated into 17 languages. I'm so grateful for both testimonies and really thankful to everyone and to dear God for her great love. Happy to be here tonight. Thank you. Ingrid from California, go ahead. Hello, thank you so much for the great readings. I want to express my gratitude for the beautiful healing that we really needed. <clears throat> it was at a Christian Science Reading Room where I uh, served. Uh, we had a person that just came and wanted to do whatever she uh, thought and uh, spoke badly about everyone. It was just such a big challenge. Uh, she even spoke bad about Christian science with no good reason, really, or evidence or anything. And also about Mary Bicchetti. And uh, we just somehow got in and even started to help at the reading room and work at the reading room. But it was very obvious that error just got in that way. We knew it was not a personal. We learned in this great science of the Christ, error is not person, place, or thing. But we also knew that we had to be careful and face the challenge and not let one person ruin the beautiful, peaceful atmosphere of the reading room and anything else or disturb other people. That was not right. That was not with God. And it kept on being very challenging and uh, probably can say escalating more and more. And uh, someone that would take the decisions in the green room uh, seemed to be very mesmerized. And whatever she said, uh, he let her do. So that didn't help at all. It made things worse. Uh, but we kept on just praying and loving this making sure we were loving this individual, but not the error, and that we knew we had to stop it. Um, also, Science and Health says, um, I'm not sure it's the exact quote, but 
error uh, allowed is reproduces is the meaning. And uh, we we had so many wonderful, wonderful spiritual peers to hang on to for this challenge. And um, after a while, the reading room was closed and uh, it was really all error. The community really needed this reading room. A lot of people counting on it and came and do the service uh, that we can provide. And also uh, a lot of the homeless people in the area use it and came and we let them charge their phones and use the bathroom. And at this time that, you know, nobody will allow them to do that. So it was really serving the needs of the children of God and still it was close and I am so grateful and glad to know that we reopen it this week and this person is completely out of everything and the peace and the joy that we feel is so wonderfully great. Um, so grateful that um, we knew and pray with this Quote, God removes everything that is not good, and we got into God removes everything that is offensive. And we really clung on to that, and I knew that that was true and that that has to be experienced and had to happen, and now we are enjoying and rejoicing in it. Still, of course, uh, having no ill will to this person, uh, but just very grateful for the healing and very grateful that we can keep on serving and that uh, anything that was not of God or with God was taken away. Um, so grateful for everything that I have learned in this science of the Christ and so grateful for all of you making all the efforts and work so that we can uh, come to this uh, prayer meeting and to that amazing, wonderful website. Thank you so much. Thank you. Gary. I remember as a child, I was, uh, I guess you could say, a very active child. And uh, when I first came to the Plainfield Church as an adult, I guess I was still kind of Hyper. I was kind of easily distracted by just about every thought that popped into my consciousness. I think I probably would have been diagnosed as uh, ADHD or whatever that thing is that they label children with these days. But uh, shortly after I came to Plainfield, um, I was talking with a Christian science practitioner here about that. And that practitioner wisely told me to take time every day, several times a day, with, from whatever I was doing, and to pray. Talk to God. Ask him what he wants me to do. Is there anyone who needs my help? Talk to God as a friend. Even talk out loud. <laughs> And then listen quietly to see what he puts into my heart. 
Well, this was a discipline that I sorely needed and, and had not had prior to then. And so it wasn't that easy for me to put into practice, but I worked at it. And as I worked at it, I quickly learned what a valuable conversation one can have with God in just a few minutes. And this discipline of regularly taking time to pray and to talk to God ended up making some great changes in my life. Uh, it has calmed me tremendously. It gave me a peace that I had not known before, a peace that was permanent, if you will, that nobody could take from me. And it made me much more productive. I wasn't so easily distracted. And even better than that, it was really the beginning of a serious relationship with God. I mean, before then, I thought I knew a little about God. I would pray to God occasionally, turn to him in trouble. But it was always him up there somewhere and me down here. There was always this sense of separation. But when I began to talk to him often, that sense of separation disappeared. And I felt a closeness and a connection. And I began to understand what Mrs. Eddy meant when she said, God is omnipresent. I could feel his love for me. And that really helped me to have compassion for others. And that is why this experience, I think, has been so meaningful to me. Um, I'm so grateful for that practitioner. Um, he was a wise and loving and good practicing Christian scientist, good practicing Christian. I'm so grateful to Mary Baker Eddy for discovering this science of Christianity and giving it to us in a totally and completely practical way. And I'm very grateful for the readings tonight. So happy to be here with you all. Thank you. To close our meeting tonight, Linda, will you please announce the last hymn? Hymn number 168. Let all the earth with songs rejoice. Let heavens return the joyful voice. All mindful of our God's great name, let every man his praise pro proclaim. Hymn number 168.